0: Hey, I'm Brie. I'm one of your hosts, a fellow human who is binge-watching The Yorkshire Ripper on Netflix.
1: And I'm your other host, Kevin, and I'm currently binge-watching The Great British Bake Off. Right from the start, I've gone through all of the episodes and now I'm going back from the beginning. I'm hooked. Do you bake? No, I've never baked in my life, but I love how I'm now looking at the show and I'm like... Oh my God, that that, that guy is totally overbaking his crust. You know what I mean? You start watching, you start like commentating on it. It's like uh, a little bit too much sugar syrup on that bake. Come on, guys, really? You know what I mean? You've now become the expert. He's like, well, I can already tell that's going to be too citrusy for, for uh, what's his name? Hollywood. And yeah, this week we are going to be talking a little bit about some of our favorite books.
0: Thanks for joining us again this week, or if it's your first time. Hey, this is Be Human.
1: Um, yeah, and I think we've picked two books each, two that kind of inspired us or had a, a big impact on our lives. And I think, um, yeah, I think the beauty of books is you can you can learn from people who've already experienced the trials and tribulations of life and, and really evolve as a person and through other people's knowledge and experiences. So I'm going to kick things off, Bree. If you don't mind. don't mind, uh, okay, thank you. My uh, my two books, uh, first of all, was The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, and the second one was Unlimited Power by my main man, T. rob Tony Robbins, coming at you, biggest fanboy on this planet. There was always going to be a Tony Robbins book in there somewhere. You know, you're lucky it's not two Tony Robbins books or three, it's, it's, I'm just adding one for today, but um. The first one I'm going to talk about a little bit is The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Joseph Murphy. Now, would this book be in my top selection um, if I was to consider the last you know year, two years, three years of, of what I've read? Probably not, but this book is a perfect example of the right book at the right time. When I stumbled across this book, I was going through a particularly difficult period in my life. I was I just had debilitating anxiety, which then led to depression. I was in my own basically mental hell, where I, I really struggled to see what the point of life was. And I, um, this book sort of was a catalyst um, that helped me kind of change my life in, in many ways. Uh, and the whole premise of the book is, is basically, think of when you go to a show, a Broadway show, uh, the conscious mind is essentially what you see day to day. It's the voice in your head, what you hear. So think of it, it's the actors on stage dancing around, acting, singing. Um, it's visible, you see what's going on. The subconscious, although uh, it's not something you typically see or pay attention to, it accounts for almost 75% of your of your actions throughout the day, your thoughts, uh, and your overall direction in life. So think of your subconscious mind as the backroom staff, the director, the musicians under the stage that never get seen, but there would literally be no show without those people so um so for me that was something that quite quite enlightening and it also just showed for me that your thoughts become things um, and really for you to get more out of life it's it's about feeding your subconscious the right thoughts and the right feelings throughout the day Uh, because basically the subconscious accepts what the conscious mind feeds it it doesn't really argue with it it just accepts it Uh, and a lot of these subconscious beliefs are ingrained from childhood yeah. So, so, so basically the whole premise of the book is the subconscious mind works according to your beliefs. So what you believe it will accept. So when you start to ingrain the right beliefs, that's when you're feeding the subconscious, the right thoughts, the right feelings and the right emotions, and it directs your life in the right way. Um, so that's the kind of core premise of the book.
0: I think that's really insightful about feeding your subconscious mind How did you feed that subconscious mind when you just started reading it and you were in this state that you were describing to us about being depressed and, you know, feeling very anxious? How did you feed the subconscious mind?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think just one important thing to point out, first of all, is I'm not saying this is going to be a magic pill for somebody who's terminally depressed if you are in that state, which I was go see a doctor, go get help. Uh, and for me, quite honestly, that, the you know, I, wa well, I did, um, at that point was at such a low point. I did take antidepressants for a period and that actually was something that kind of leveled off and gave me the opportunity to start working on myself. So that's one important note. I'm not saying that this is going to cure, uh, manic depression or, or anxiety, but, um, but one thing I did do once I got to that point where the antidepressants started to help me sort of level off and get to a point where I knew, where I felt more like myself, I recorded this, uh, these affirmations. So I recorded these affirmations of, I know I can better, can get better. I believe I can get happier. I believe I can get through this. I recorded these affirmations. I had some sort of like motiv- motivational music in the background and Brie, like literally any opportunity I had throughout the day, I would listen to that. I would listen to it on the way to work. I would listen to it on, you know, on a break. I would listen to it before I go to bed because my mind was a scramble. It was just like scrambled eggs in a pan. I couldn't really harness my thoughts uh, into, into a positive direction. But by listening to this recording, I genuinely feel I was feeding my subconscious the right thoughts, the right emotions that eventually it started to have this impact where I, I just... I just was at the point where I know I can get through this. Uh, and that for me was sort of the catalyst where I started to see a lot of change. So for people listening, this is a, you know, this is the right book at the right time for me. Um, I would definitely encourage you if you were in a, a, a state that I was in, get help. You know, this is not the book that's going to magically cure all your your mental ailments, but it certainly should, should help um, you get through it. And the book is called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy.
0: Perfect. That's so good. Oh, that was fire. That was fire. All right.
1: All right, Brie. That's my first book. Uh, hit us with your your first book too. Love to hear it.
0: Kevin, thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable. I didn't know that you took, uh, that you went to a doctor and that you were uh, also incorporating other things to help you level out. I think that was super Uh, impactful and very vulnerable so thanks for sharing that for sure brie so my first book is pippa grange it's entitled how to win at life without losing yourself and obviously there's an assumption that you lose yourself if you win but what this book is really teaching you is how to recognize the fears and what to do when they feel like they're gripping and sabotaging the way that you want to live your life and she, Pippa Grange, is a psychologist, but has worked with tons of people, and she's done a lot of research about how to manage your fear, and her thesis is basically, look, if you are winning at life, you are probably managing your fear, and being able to do that, especially for high achievers, will be uh, an added bonus, will sort of be the the fire that you need to accelerate how you can be successful in whatever endeavor you might be uh, looking to uh, be successful in. This book really helps you to be successful without losing yourself. (laughs) Um, Pippa Grange, her book, How to Win at Life Without Losing Yourself, will immediately add value to your life by helping you recognize the fears that might be sabotaging you and equipping you to face them so that you can be successful in whatever areas you want to achieve in.
1: Boom, love it, brie, And you don't strike me as somebody fearful, so I reckon you're crushing it. But I am curious, um, have you implemented anything from her book recently that has kind of helped you in your day-to-day life? Curious to hear that.
0: I recently started to name the fear. And by naming it, what do I mean by that? I started to visualize the fear as an animal. And so mine is this big grizzly bear that is wrapped up in chains. And these chains are like silver and spiky. And the bear is just this big brown beast that is just like Think like Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, that movie he
1: was in. (laughs) The Reverend, the Reverend. reverend, reverend. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) That is my fear. And now I'm starting to, because I can visualize it when it does creep up, I'm, because of her book, I can do a few things and she equips you to either talk to it, visualize it, being able to assess why is the bear even present. And so those are some things that I've been able to incorporate straight away that have helped me to uh, take what feels so big and lofty and bring it down to a manageable place in terms of the fear.
1: Love it. Um, funny funny tidbit though, uh, I did do a spirit animal test and my spirit oh. animal is a bear. So you're facing your fear right now, Brie, by talking to me. You're facing you're your fear right now. Do you need right. me to start foaming at the mouth? you <laughs> <laughs> You're facing your fear right now. Nice. This is this is faith. This is the law of attraction. <laughs> they, the law of attraction brought me the spirit animal bear into your life. So you're facing your fear pretty much every day. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. I'm going to start, I'm going to wear chains, just chains all over <laughs> my body to the next step, uh, to, to our next call.
0: Start panicking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's classic.
0: That's good. Well, Kevin, that was my first book. What is your second book?
1: Yeah, so my second book is Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And I... I would firmly say that this book lives up lives up to its title, "Unlimited Power," because it really helped me understand just how just how many limits we put on ourselves and how how tied down we can be by the constraints of the mind. Um, and this was sort of the book where the power of the subconscious mind it helped me kind of get through that tricky period. It was a bit more pseudoscience-y, like rooted on more, you know examples rather than actual science, whereas, um, you know, people might laugh, but Unlimited Power, Tony Robbins, the stuff he talks about is actually truly, well, typically based around science. It's not necessarily wishy-washy stuff. It's centered around NLP, which is called, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. So all centered around, you know, leveraging, um, leveraging your mind to get more out of life, basically. So Brie, probably one of the biggest things that I got from the book um, and try that I try to incorporate into my life is, is how we feel is not a result of what is happening in life, but our interpretation of it. Um, and this is this is this is another line from it's, I think it's called from Wayne Dyer, one of another self help guru. But when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. So this is where the power of gratitude and looking at Failures in life as, as really just a, a learning experience, this is when that can become super, super powerful. Um, and I look at I look at COVID, and COVID is a, is a tricky one, but let's say, let's say, look at COVID for me and you who are healthy, we have our jobs, life is pretty damn good. But there's other people in our space who maybe look at this year and look at COVID and said the world is coming to an end. You know, it's like, what the hell is going on? The world is imploding, this is terrible. But when you flip that switch and really it's just more provided us with an opportunity to, to come back to what actually matters in life. Like when have you ever missed your family, missed your friends, missed hugging people more in life than you have now, never. Like it's bringing us back to what actually matters most. So I think that's the power. That's a big power of the book is, you know, really helps you look at life from a different angle uh, and, and change your interpretation of how you, you absorb things. The other thing I got from it is, again, we're talking about books today, you know, modeling those who have already achieved what you want to achieve in life is probably the fastest way to get to getting uh, what you want. So, for example, um, you know, if we look at, you know, I'm sharing my experience around anxiety, depression, when I was going through that period. The people that I got the most knowledge from, the people I learned the most from, were the people who had gone through something similar to me and who had some feedback and experience to share. Yeah, and I think probably the the last thing I got from the book that I've, I've really tried to incorporate into my life is, is getting yourself into the right state is key. Like, have you ever noticed how um, you could be having a terrible day? Like, just the worst day, you're in the your pits, you're, pissed, you're d- depressed, you're anxious, and then you get a call with some great news and it's, it's literally like the flick of a switch where you go from zero to hero in a matter of seconds. Uh, and the big thing that I got from Tony's book is, you know, if you can manage that state, if you can manage your state through maybe it's power stances, maybe it's having a cold shower, maybe it's your breathing and, uh, throughout the day, maybe it's expressing gratitude the second you wake up and trying to carry that on throughout the day that's when you manage your state and that's when you start to get more out of life. And that is in our control. That's a fact, it's in our control. We can have a direct impact on our state and how, what, what we get out of life uh, when we start to manage that and incorporate different habits into our lives.
0: One of the things that I've been trying to work on when it comes to managing that state that you just mentioned is acknowledging the moment. And for the examples you've given, if I am having a really crap day, acknowledging it—I'm having a really crap day. Uh, that way, I'm not so much tossed to and fro by the emotions and the story and the, the subconscious mind that's telling me this narrative that is building up an emotion that I could resist if I would just to acknowledge the moment.
1: Agreed, Bree. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think part of the part of the 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 way of getting through those experiences is acknowledging it and not fighting it. Like when have you ever, you know, stopped feeling anxious or stopped feeling sad or depressed and you said, no, I'm not feeling that I'm not feeling that way. It's about acknowledging it, trying to identify where you're feeling it, why you're feeling it, how you're feeling it. Um, And then once you do that, then it's about working through it and and starting to uh, figure out how you can kind of change that, that state. These are
0: this is really good, and I appreciate you telling me about this because I would never read Tony Robbins, but this is really insightful, and I think if you're a skeptic like me, hearing this really helps to perhaps urge you to pick up the book.
1: Yeah, Brie, I'm holding you to that. You're reading uh, Unlimited Power in 2021.
0: (laughs) What have I got myself? I have it on
1: (laughs) recorded. I have it (laughs) recorded. Bree has to read Unlimited Power in 2021. She's going to be a fangirl by the end of next year, guaranteed. Well,
0: this is great because my second book, now that I'm going to read Tony Robbins, you must buy this book, my second book, and you must give it to a Black woman. So I'm holding you to that in 2021. Deal. Perfect. Done. So my second book is actually a bit unconventional. It's a collection of letters and reflections by Jennifer Sterling entitled Dear Strong Black Woman. And I chose to talk about this book because life can feel lonely. And when we can be really afraid to talk about these feelings, I live in London, a really big city. And there are so many people who profess to be lonely in one of the most, you know, uh, what is the word, largest bustling cities, and people still feel alone. And when we don't talk about it, it further ostracizes us from one another. And so by reading these poems, I started to feel not so alone. And her words have given me joy, strength, courage to be myself, to to find strength in the fact that I can be vulnerable, the fact that I can be tired, I can need a break. And her poems really do allow you to reflect on those truths. And especially in a year like 2020, Black women, we need love. And this book provides that love and that bit of of motivation to power through. So if you're not a Black woman, no worries. Like Kevin, buy this book and give it to a Black woman. It could be your neighbor. It could be your your best friend that you claim is your best friend. Uh, Whoever it is, gift this because we all know it's better to give than to receive.
1: Love it, Brie. Love it. Okay. No, that's the deal. I'll read that in 2021. Uh, and you don't have to read Unlo- Unlimited Power. I'm not going to hold it to you. No, I'm going to read it. I'm
0: going to read it. Okay.
1: Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was just bullshitting there. I was just uh, playing mind games You <laughs> fell for it. So. <laughs> uh, okay. We, that's a deal. We both got to read each other's books. I love it. And to be honest, that Pipper Granger book, you don't really have to ask me to read that. I'm, I'm probably going to order it right after this call. That's right up my alley, Perfect. right up my alley. No,
0: I don't want you yeah. to read this book. I want you to give it to someone else. I want you to buy it and give it to someone else. But if you want to read it, you can, but I actually really okay. want you to buy it and give it to somebody else. Is that, is that okay. pushing my luck?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, well, maybe after the COVID era, I can actually meet people and, and give them stuff. So, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a deal. By the end of next year, I'll have bought and gifted this book to a Black woman. Oh, my gosh. Or does it have to be a Black woman? Or does it? Yeah, it, does. it has to okay, This okay. is powerful. That,
0: that okay. just gave me chills. I love that. That's, that is amazing.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, Brie, this was fun. Yeah, and and one, before we wrap up, I did want to just give one uh, tip when it comes to reading. Um, If you're like me and you try to read before you go to sleep at night, you read like a page or two and pass out. And if you read at that rate for a 200 page book, you're probably going to read about two books a year, which isn't a whole lot. Uh, But something that I try and do is dedicate 10, 15 minutes to reading. You know, first thing in the morning before I start the work day um, on the weekends, maybe a bit longer. Uh, and it just allows me to, first of all, be just a bit bit, bit more active, a bit more receptive when I'm reading. Um, and yeah, it just, just allows you to get more books in throughout the year. So I've now jumped from two to three books a year. So it's great. Yeah, crushing it. Uh, so that's one recommendation I would give. Um, but yeah, Brie, everybody listening today, this is fun. I mean, we're going to keep trying to push out some great content that's going to resonate with you about being human and getting more out of life. And um, so please, 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 Like the podcast, subscribe, keep listening, provide some feedback. And yeah, we look forward to you tuning in again next week.
0: Bye.